0: Hey everyone, I'm Johnny.
1: I'm Victoria. Welcome to Tasty Pages, a podcast from Cooking the Books.
0: Each week, we'll discuss a featured cookbook.
1: And we'll rank each book in a variety of categories, including food photography and styling, degree of difficulty, and of course, taste.
0: This week's featured cookbook is... Parwana by Durkanai Ayubi. With recipes by Farida Ayubi. Hey, Victoria. Hi, Tony. I had to pronounce that for you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I kept tripping over my tongue. You,
0: you usually do the show intro. I know. And uh, I, I, had to, I had to be the, the pinch hitter today. I
1: think I've got a fat tongue
0: today <laughs> or something. <laughs> I don't
1: know. I tried and tried and I just couldn't get it all out.
0: You and Jamie Oliver have fat <laughs>
1: tongues.
0: Sorry, did I say that? That was kind of mean.
1: Thank
0: you. I love Jamie Oliver sure hey you know this this new setup we have where we we kind of change the location of where we record this we do this in our living room instead of our kitchen and uh olive doesn't sit and bark at us and fuss no she doesn't she's outside right now barking at other shit yeah of course she is but uh in the past always be barking yeah you know every episode you'd probably hear her barking and fussing and then behind the scenes we're like you know, trying to shoo her away and like throw <laughs> treats at her. And.
1: I'm running around trying to pick her up and put her on my lap because so. somehow she's quiet during that. But yeah.
0: So this is like a win-win for us. Right? Well, welcome to Tasty Pages, a podcast from Cooking the Books. Uh, if you go to our website, which is wecookbooks.com, you'll find our amazon.com affiliate link under the store tab and uh there's a couple lists there kitchen essentials for home cooks and uh our favorite cookbooks that we've featured on the cooking the books instagram if you make a purchase from either of those lists you will get a lovely item in return and it won't cost you anything more um and it's a way that uh, you can show your support for what we do because we'll get a few pennies thrown our way and uh it's important stuff, right? Sure. All right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you say so, <laughs> yeah, I say so. Okay.
0: All right. Uh, you want to talk about what we're working on?
1: Yeah. Uh, currently, we just started a book um, called Grandishes. Uh, it's by Iska Lupton and Anastasia Myari. and basically, it's kind of um, it's one of those books that uh, tells about. Uh, recipes that have been passed down from your grandmas and it's one of those things where grandmas don't always measure so uh, you have someone coming in and basically doing the stop, slow down, we have to measure this. We got to get all this right so that these recipes can be documented and shared with the
0: world. And this comes on the heels of the success of, I believe it was Heirloom Kitchen, which was uh, our and, friend uh Anna Goss. Yes. And then uh, NBB's Kitchen, yes. which we featured in our feed last year and it was actually on our favorite uh, top 10 list mm-hmm. of uh, of the year. And this is kind of a continuation of that. And it profiles different grandmothers from, from around, around the, the world. world.
1: Grandma's um, got it going on.
0: Hey, I miss, I'm, I'm loving the book so far.
1: I miss my grandma.
0: I know. Oh, <laughs> do you have, you have any favorite uh, food memories from your grandma?
1: I think some of my favorite memories are helping her in the garden, like she did a lot of gardening. Oh, she had a huge garden and she grew everything from asparagus to call Robbie. And she like gardened, you know, she'd plant potatoes. She would rotate it out like seasonal crops. I mean, obviously nothing in the winter. I'm so um,
0: envious. I wish we could do that. She
1: had, a oh, uh, I think you've been to her house once. Yeah. I feel like you, she lived on a corner lot. It was huge. I don't think I've ever been there. Uh, Maybe when we buried, when we uh, went to my mom's memorial, I think we drove. Maybe a brief stop. Yeah, I think we drove by the house. But anyway, she had this huge garden, and I would go out there and just grab stuff from there. You know, pluck out some asparagus from the ground, um, and then we used to can stuff.
0: Which I was going to ask if she did a lot of like pickling and canning. She did a lot
1: of pickling and canning. She made pickles. She did a lot of peaches, a lot of tomatoes. And she had one of those like basements, the scary grandma basements that has that very particular smell when you go down there. It's like cold and damp and it smells a little scary, not gross, but like the cold, damp. And she would just have these shelves and shelves of canned goods and. So like, you
0: went down reluctantly to grab something off the shelf and didn't know if you'd get murdered in the process. It was
1: so that basement was scary, <laughs> so scary.
0: But I, I I remember my one grandma. My my grandpa was a pretty avid fisherman, so he would go and catch like walleyes and stuff like that, and and so she was always like cooking up fish for him. But I I, I did not partake as a youngster because I didn't know any oh. better.
1: Well, yeah,
0: fish. Yeah, you know, unless they were fish sticks, I didn't want to. I not want to hear <laughs> about. it. You don't
1: want any part
0: of that. I don't want pan-fried walleye. <laughs> I don't want. See, this now thing. it sounds delicious. I know. I would, I would. I We need to. We need to revisit walleye. I think we can get it at one of the grocers. I haven't. Here,
1: so. ha- I haven't had walleye since I was in high school, um, because my my best friend. I used to walk over there before going to school. She lived like. like half a block away from me and uh, her dad was also an avid hunter fisherman so you know you'd get there at like seven in the morning and be like hey vicaroo i got some uh, walleye <laughs> was he already back
0: up? from his yeah his morning yeah. fishing trip well he would go for the, the weekend he would okay. go for the
1: weekend and then come back and he'd start frying up <laughs> all this walleye and you walk into the house and it's just like
0: <sighs> bet the house smelled really great <laughs>
1: Um, better than uh, better than being at my friend's house uh, when th- when her dad made blood sausage,
0: Ooh. which it smelled like a it's like, it's like a, a smell. Meat plant. Oof!
1: It is a smell. But wow! Yeah.
0: There we go. Um, want to talk about what's for dinner tonight? Yeah. All right.
1: We are making Abuela Gloria's Columbia chicken, corn, and potato soup from Grand Dishes. Yes. Uh, we've had it on the stove. Or let's see.
0: A few hours. A few
1: hours because, you know. We're making a broth from made scratch. Made the broth from scratch, which, you know, we probably could have, like, uh, cut corners and just used some of our homemade chicken broth. Nope. But, you know, <laughs> you can't do grandma's recipe a disservice. Yep. You got to do it all. So, and our house smells like chicken soup, oh, and I can't, I can't wait, wait to, to just nom nom.
0: We might have to just cut out, you know, halfway into this episode and just, you know. Shout abandoned, out, abandoned right? Abandon ship, you know?
1: And the thing is the weather is gorgeous today it's like low 70s we have the windows open we planned accordingly so we're not gonna be sitting there sweating our balls off eating a bowl of hot this dish was originally (laughs) scheduled for
0: yesterday when it was about 85 and it was like nope we made that mistake already like eating hot soup on a like a 90 degree day yeah no nobody
1: wants nobody
0: wants to do that but today is today is much better yeah much better suitable for for soup
1: all right so let's talk about sandwiches
0: before we do that, okay. I I want to just follow up because on a previous <gasps> oh, episode, I know what you're gonna say. Okay, we were going to have fried chicken from a new place in our neighborhood that evening, and I promised that we'd give a full report. And I'm happy to report that uh, this North Branch Fried Chicken on the northwest side of Chicago is legit. Oh, it is it the is real deal. So good. We've had it twice now because mm-hmm. we had it a few days ago. Um, so second time, return customers. And, uh, you know, no affiliation. They're not paying us or anything. But if you find yourself on the northwest side of Chicago on this uh, barren industrial corridor amidst, like, auto detailing shops and... Uh, mysterious warehouses, importer, exporters.
1: (laughs) I think you're being a little bit dramatic. (laughs) It's it's the lay of the land. I'm I'm painting a picture. (laughs) You make it sound like an epic, scary journey to go pick up fried chicken.
0: Just, just, there's there's not a lot going on on that little stretch, but, but uh, this place is legit. It's clean inside. The owner I met last time and was really friendly and really attentive and uh, the fried chicken Good stuff.
1: And it's still piping hot
0: by the time you get at home. Yes.
1: We can't really speak to the sides so much. We kind of don't really bother with sides. No, when it's we, all about the fried chicken. Yeah. Um, but we, we'll like get the eight piece so that we have leftovers to eat cold for lunch the next day, yep. as you should. Um, Chicken's
0: got to either be like piping hot or uh, like cold. Ice cold. No in between. You can't right? have like tepid chicken. Yeah,
1: So we got... Uh, Cajun rice, I believe. Yeah, that was actually um, good. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I had a little bit, but I wasn't like...
0: I'd rather chomp that than, like, macaroni and cheese or... See, I always like, feel
1: like macaroni and cheese sides are so disappointing. They are. It's They're gluey to, and yeah, gummy yeah. and... Yeah.
0: I always feel like when they serve them at, like, a barbecue place or a fried chicken place, it's kind of just an afterthought. Um It just, yeah, it's always very underwhelming. But this got me to thinking because, you know, we talk a lot about like how, you know, you make a pretty mean fried chicken. And uh, unfortunately, it just creates so much mess in the kitchen Mm -hmm. and and then so much to clean up and you have to deal with hot oil. Well, even when
1: we do it in the air fryer, I mean, because you're doing like the dredging and stuff. It gets flour everywhere.
0: So it got me thinking about like dishes that you actually prefer others make instead of making them yourself
1: that and is a good there you go that's yeah. a good topic have, for next week. well it
0: doesn't have to be a topic it's just you know we can discuss amongst ourselves because like there's fried chicken uh sushi comes to mind because we've tried to make that from from scratch before and it's okay but it's not the same as the, yeah you know, leaving it to the hands of the professionals and and, and what they can do and then I would imagine that barbecue is kind of the same way for a lot of people, um, just because of the equipment required and the time required. I actually enjoy the ritual of it, but it's it is an all day affair. Yeah, if you're going to smoke something mm-hmm. from from scratch. Um, so I don't know. Do you, anything else that you can think of, like as as far as dishes that would fall into that category?
1: Well, for me, a lot of the baking stuff comes in yes. there. Like if we're getting into Complicated cakes and stuff. Yeah, I know it's just gonna end with me like cussing and like uh, just being annoyed because it's not turning out perfect. Yeah, and you know like,
0: I think ice cream would fall into that category too.
1: Mm. See, but homemade ice cream—it's
0: good, but homemade it's, ice cream—it's a bit of—it's so it's a bit of, a, bit of a process. <laughs> it's a bit of a commitment. No.
1: I don't know you may you make your custard and there's, chill it down there's lots and, of
0: ice cream places out there that that, that is that true. kill it that and, is and if true you, and if you want something a little you know unusual or esoteric you can, you can get it at, at places so yeah just a random thought okay all right <laughs> well let's dive into the show topic uh, sandwiches. Favorite sandwich. Yes. And uh, we got some good responses from people. You want to start with uh, the listener's suggestions mm. before we move on to our own?
1: Yes. Okay. Mikey B. said a Monte Cristo, which is a variation of the Croque Um It's uh, made with ham, cheese, a bit of mustard, and mayonnaise, and then it's dipped in egg, and it's cooked like French toast. See, I always thought the Monte Cristo was like deep fried.
0: It I, might as well be. I mean, I if you're going to be unhealthy, I know that just the, go for broke.
1: Croque monsour <laughs> is cooked like French toast as well. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, Rosa Jane ate said a savage, which we, I think we just, uh, I don't know if we made it, but th- there was a recipe. Was it in uh, the Sammy Tamimi book? Correct I believe so. yeah, I'd have to go back and look at but but uh, that BLT and a patty melt three-way tie. she couldn't make up her mind. yep um but she said, are you going to define sandwich because See, in the case of the savage, that's that's a good question.
1: Yes, well, and are we you know, do you lump hot dogs and hamburgers into that too because yeah. it is something in between two pieces of bread?
0: That's true. I mean, I think
1: a would a he burrito be a sandwich? Yeah, I'd, like
0: it 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 gives me pause to to I, it's a, it's it's a good question to contemplate. Hmm. Huh. I think a hamburger in in the simplest definition yeah qualifies as a sandwich. Cause but I, I feel was like it's another in, genre. <laughs> it's I was thinking more in terms sandwich. of like you know chicken shawarma and stuff you know, and they stuff in a pita, and I think that's absolutely a sandwich. Y- yeah. Um. Just because it's not, you know, some slices of Wonder Bread Mm -hmm. or something doesn't make it, uh, doesn't disqualify it from being a sandwich. Um, Interesting, though. Big debate.
1: That is a good, it is a good debate. Uh, Let's see. Maxwell Gregory 2018 said Reuben in the fall, winter, Um, BLT with avocado in the summer. I love that they have season, that they love the the Mm -hmm. seasonal sandwich.
0: Sounds like they suffer from seasonal sandwich disorder.
1: <laughs> Is I there a that, pill for that? I think that's a thing. <laughs> I think there's a pill for that.
0: Maxwell Gregory has always got some good, good answers. I they, know. They, they, they deserve like a participation award. Right. Because they're, they always come through for us. They're always there for us. I agree. Thank uh, you. Marshmallows, uh says tomato, mayo, salt, pepper, and basil. You lost me at mayo. But otherwise, it sounds lovely.
1: I think I would use. Uh, see, I do like tomato, butter, salt, and pepper. Okay, but the butter has to be melted. Yeah, you can't be. You can't have like a thin <laughs> layer of butter where you can see the teeth marks. That <laughs> disgusts me. Yeah, I, I, I know <laughs> what you're
0: saying. Uh, what else you got?
1: Um, uh, let's see. Eat the world uh, with uh, Eve said chicken salad. Huh,
0: I'd never considered that.
1: I don't think I've ever had a chicken salad sandwich. No, I'm not big on the like salad sandwich, like egg salad, I see, ham salad. I, I
0: see uh, your eyes Ugh. roll up into your head every time I make a, a like a tuna salad sandwich for lunch, Ugh.
1: <laughs> and like deviled <laughs> ham salad,
0: gross. That I have not had.
1: Ugh. I see it. I see it in the deli at, at the grocery store all the time, and it just I can't.
0: I I see what you're saying.
1: Although my yuck is someone else's yum. So who am I?
0: (laughs) Nancy M says ham and Swiss on rye with mustard. Just like my dad used to make. If I can get a few chips on the side, it's perfect. That sounds lovely. Yes, it does. I would chomp that.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Dean V said I'm a big fan of the Cubano.
0: As we are. Me too. We actually just posted something on our Instagram feed and it was kind of our little variation mm -hmm. on a Cabano with, with the... It had the pulled pork, the ham. It was on the Tolera rolls. Oh, no. no
1: there was out. no ham on it. What was it?
0: Oh, mortadella. Or if you're <laughs> Molly Baz, Morty D.
1: Morty D. <laughs> <laughs> I've been cracking up. M- Morty i I've been cracking up over it for the past couple days. It's so absurd. Morty D. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: All right. And then uh, lastly...
1: Uh, Chuck G said, "If it's a sandwich, it's my favorite."
0: I like Uh, the way you think, right, Chuck?
1: Oh,
0: there's Olive. She's outside, but you can probably hear her. She's barking at something.
1: There must be another dog walking by.
0: All right. Uh, What do you have for your pick?
1: My picks. I chose a cubano. Yep. And then the other is grilled cheese with bacon. Okay. Classic. And I prefer something like really sharp cheddar and Havarti. Okay.
0: I am a sucker for a good Reuben.
1: Yes you are. You he will seriously order a Reuben if it's on the menu when yep. when we go out to eat.
0: I went out with uh, my nieces and uh my brother and uh sister-in-law and with the restaurant we went to had a Reuben on the menu but they were out of it. Oh. So like I you know I was all excited to order the Reuben and then like, there's nothing more disappointing than when the wait, wait staff is like, oh, we just ran out.
1: <laughs> you know what happened there? It got 86 and someone forgot to say that it was 86 in a proper time.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Dashed my hopes and dreams. And then uh, I also had Cubano as well.
1: But wait, when you were going to have the Reuben, was that the same day that you had the uh, duck Cubano?
0: Yes. Ah, oh, see. I mean, fair, fair uh, alternative, I guess.
1: I would know. rather a duck Cubano. It was pretty good.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Ruben or Cubano. All right. Anytime of year.
1: Anytime of year.
0: I, I'm down for that. All right. Should we talk about this book? Let's do it. Parwana. So it's the namesake restaurant of this uh, Ayubi family who immigrated to Australia, which is where their restaurant's located. Um, originally from Afghanistan. So this was, I think, our first time cooking Afghani cuisine, Mm -hmm. um, which was great. I mean, I learned a lot and we ate a lot of really good food. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anything you want to say before we discuss the dishes we made? Um...
1: Well, here's one thing and I was going to talk about this during the photography and this is just a, a during the like rating the photography mm-hmm. section. And this is a, like a very very superficial comment or whatever, but th- the cover of this book is seriously my favorite cookbook cover ever.
0: I can see that. It
1: is stunning.
0: It's gorgeous.
1: And for those of you who don't know what it looks like, it's this beautiful it's kind of like the tiffany blue color and it's um got a little embossing on it and it's got flower petals and um pomegranates and citrus fruits oh it's it is stunning. it is a pretty
0: gorgeous cover i will say um and you know, I don't know how uh, you know what other people's knowledge is, but you know, my knowledge to like all things Afghanistan was pretty limited, and it's and if your only exposure to Afghanistan, both you know the the country, the people, the culture, is what you read about, hear about on the news, um, you would likely think that it's just this country that's like been ravaged by war, and, yes, and it does I don't I don't feel like it paints a very accurate picture. No. Um obviously it's it's you know a, a sensational headline and 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 you know it it attracts viewers and readers but there's you know once you go below the surface of that there's a lot to discover and yeah. so this, well, and I this mean, book does a great job of
1: Yeah, you know, like American like American media really has no reason to focus on Afghanistan unless it's to report like something bad happening
0: our occupation of it
1: (laughs) (laughs) right unfortunately yeah um, so it's you really do have to take it upon yourself to go and learn yeah about it
0: Um, let's talk about the dishes we made because we we made quite a few things sure
1: Um, just a brief I'll give a brief rundown of what we made first Um, we made bolani we made a uh, du Payaza and I'll we'll get to like the, the English, English translations. Yeah, <laughs> um, Naranj Palau, uh, Banjan Borani, um, Sheer Yake Gulab. I think I said that right. Uh, I wouldn't
0: be able to tell you. <laughs> and <laughs> you're doing I'll, a great job. Thanks,
1: Ash. <laughs> and then more Lorang. All right, Lawang, Sorry.
0: Yeah, so it should be noted that um, the book offers the you know Afghani dish along with the English translations mm-hmm. of them, which is which is obviously very helpful. Um, so the first dish is a, a stuffed flatbread with chicken. Um, if you want to, if you want to dumb it down for people like me, Afghani hot pocket, <laughs> right? Good, sure, stuffed bread dish. Um, <laughs> this was great. I I feel like our dough was probably a little thicker than what it was supposed to be.
1: It was. Um, Here's the thing about the bread is it gives you different options for fillings. Yes. Um, There was a chicken. um, There was a chive option, a potato option, and a a pumpkin option. Kind of like a choose your own adventure. Love it. Um, I had a problem with like the cooking and the actual like cooking instructions because it said to heat, put the oil in the pan, heat it on high, and cook it for four minutes. Aside, you have to turn it down because, it, like, even for like two minutes on high, it just gets burnt.
0: You're talking about for uh, for which ingredients? For the...
1: for like cooking the actual bread. Oh, okay, gotcha because we i mean i don't know if you remember or not but i i was having a lot of trouble regulating the heat uh because we did the first batch and we did it on high and it was just like it started getting that bernie smell after a minute and i was like whoa so i try i think i turned it down to like medium low yeah and cooked it like that um yeah, because if you cook, if you do cook it por- per the instructions.
0: And it's not like we have some like fancy professional grade stove. Yeah, or anything, no, so. it's,
1: yeah, so. Um, Interesting. That was an issue for me.
0: And we did take one liberty and created our own uh, kind of spicy yogurt as like a, a sauce to put on this when we were, when we were eating it. Mm-hmm. Um, these freeze really well. So I think I think our our recipe or our attempt yielded eight of them. So we were able to freeze some and then enjoy them later on. Yep, and those
1: these are uh, one of the things that are best reheated in the oven
0: instead of the microwave. Mm-hmm. Okay, I um, remember that.
1: So yeah, and mine. Yeah, like mine weren't super cute. I felt that the dough was a little bit thicker uh, than than what it looked like. See, that's the thing is I compare what I make to the photos and if it doesn't turn out exactly, I'm like, oh, it's wrong.
0: Yeah. Which... Although they were still quite tasty. Yes. So um, not, no, not a failure by any stretch.
1: No, no, no.
0: Um, let's talk this next, next dish, uh, which was lamb kebabs.
1: Uh, yes. Uh, and it had... Uh, some naan with it. Um, actually what it was is, uh, uh pressure cooked lamb. And then it's served. It's, uh, it was,
0: it was like lamb uh, shoulder, right? Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Um, and it, that gets pressure cooked along with, uh, like some onion and turmeric. Um, and it gets, uh, mixed with some split peas and some red onion. And that gets served on top of, of this pillowy nan.
0: It was worth my yellow stained fingers yes. for eating this. Cause you do kind of, it's kind of like a, you know, grab a piece and chomp on it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So did, no, we used some bread that we purchased, correct? No, no. We made it.
1: We made it. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, the photo that was with this had like a more of a cracker, a more of a like cracker nan. Mm-hmm. Ours was like, a, we rolled it out a little bit flatter um, cause it was like the Rogan nan, which is pillowy with like extra a um, little bit of extra olive oil. Um, I rolled mine a little bit thinner just so that we could have it as of like as a flat bread.
0: Now I don't recall. Was this a yeasted dough? Do you remember? Mm, yeah. Okay.
1: Yes. Okay.
0: Um, yeah. And then just get served open face, but this, mm-hmm. this was delicious. Mm-hmm. I, I had no complaints about this. Um anything else with that? Mm, no, I don't think so. All right. Uh let's talk orange rind rice. Sure. This was a favorite of mine. and It kind of you know introduced some new techniques that we're not familiar with and uh it goes without saying it was delicious. Um See,
1: I didn't love it as much as you did. Didn't you? No. No. Huh. Uh the orange rind uh even though there was no pith on it or whatever and it was blanched several times and cooked in simple syrup, it was still bitter to me. And because really? there's so much of it, it was oh. just, I found myself pushing the orange rind to the side. Okay. Because uh, I really
0: love this. Just, I thought it was a really unique dish. Um, so it calls for, uh, the recipe calls for uh, what would be traditionally be used as a naranj which is a cross between an orange and a lemon. Mm -hmm. I've never seen them here in the States. No, I haven't either. Um, I, it sounds lovely. I would love to try one sometime, but, uh, unfortunately we just couldn't find it. So we just used, I think a regular orange, Mm -hmm. but uh, you know, as Victoria mentioned, you blanch and then rinse the orange peel several times.
1: Just the zest, not the pith. Otherwise you will die from the bitterness. Um,
0: but uh, you still found it too bitter, and then it gets uh, added to a simple syrup mixture, mm-hmm. so it's kind of a candied orange rind.
1: Yeah, see, and that's the thing—I was expecting it to be a little bit sweeter. Okay. Um, and it just—I don't know—I didn't—I didn't love this one. Okay. Um, but it—it it also gets topped with um some slivered almond and pistachio for some crunch. Um, The uh, recipe actually called for like lamb shank within the rice too, but we skipped that since we had just made something else with lamb.
0: Yeah, so we we had uh, this as a side dish um, with something. I can't remember if we grilled up some chicken or something, but just to make it a little bit more substantial. Um, So I guess kind of mixed reviews on that one, right?
1: Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Eh, it was one component of the dish that I didn't. Yeah. That I didn't love.
0: Let's talk uh, this next dish, which was a braised eggplant with a yogurt dressing.
1: Mm-hmm. That was
0: good, and this is kind of their signature dish at Parwana. Mm-hmm. So we felt obligated to to give it a try. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, the eggplant gets simmered in uh, a mixture of onion, garlic, chilies, and tomatoes, um, and then it gets topped off with a uh, with a yogurt dressing. We added a little bit of extra tomato on the top of ours um, for photo purposes. But I really liked it. Yeah. Like, I thought it was a nice addition.
0: It maybe may uh, upstaged the eggplant a little bit, which is would probably typically be the star of the show. But no complaints. No. It was a tasty dish. So hey let's talk rose and pistachio ice cream
1: okay so this was
0: this was a no-churn ice cream Mm -hmm. which we're big fans of
1: see i'm kind of getting over the the no-churn ice cream are you really texture thing yeah huh i i realized like uh uh, on this one i was like i don't know if i love it
0: anymore really yeah because for a while we were really leaning into there's a recipe in Vietnamese any day from Andrea Nguyen which we've featured in Mm -hmm. our feed and and there's a coffee Vietnamese coffee ice cream that we've made several times and really enjoyed but you're kind of over it huh yeah all right I don't know what I'll have to eat it all myself Uh,
1: well you go right ahead (laughs) uh
0: this was a gorgeous dish to look at and to taste Mm -hmm. I will say um maybe texture aside but uh
1: well, what we uh, we were very judicious with the uh, rose water. Um, we usually like, we'll start with when it comes to something like a floral
0: Lavender, ingredient. Yeah. Rose water. We'll
1: usually start with like half of it and see how it, how it is because you don't want it to like veer into soap
0: territory Don't want it taste like grandma's soap nope
1: the the, the uh, little guest bathroom soap that has a layer of dust on it because yep. no one ever uses it and it's shell-shaped um,
0: uh, but we did bump up the level of cardamom in it mm-hmm. which is a favorite ingredient of ours
1: yep and then for just photo purposes i saved some of the ice cream uh colored a little bit of it pink Um, and it, it did take on like a, uh, the rest of the ice cream. It wasn't, didn't, I mean, you think pistachio there, you know, obviously there was no green food coloring in it or anything. So it's still like a lovely white hue. Um, and then you get the little pops of color from the, from the green pistachios. Yeah. Um. And then we threw some fresh rose petals on there.
0: I don't get enough rose petals in my diet. No,
1: you do not.
0: Now, now <laughs> I can see <say> <laughs> things we do for the gram. This was a, this was a beautiful dish. Though.
1: Yeah, and I, th- I think we I think we ended up giving away a pint of it to our friend Missy.
0: Where did you get the rose petals? I don't remember.
1: Uh, Trader Joe's. Oh, because I bought some some of those little uh, spray roses. You
0: didn't buy a single rose at I, the gas station. I did not <laughs> buy
1: a single rose at the gas station.
0: It comes with the the glass pipe that you can do whatever you'd like with it.
1: Wait, I've never <laughs> seen a go- What are you talking about? I think they
0: sell what? them in like a glass vial or pipe or something. And, you know, hey, whatever you want to do with that glass pipe that you bought for with the, with the Rose, you, mm. you go nuts.
1: No, I think they're usually plastic. Mm. Yeah, they're plastic and they have like a little... Pl- I, I was thinking... I. I was thinking you were talking about like a crack pipe or That's something. That's what I think they're
0: used for. No, they're,
1: No, I think they. Do. I think they use plastic now.
0: Where am I going to get my crack pipe? I then?
1: don't know. You'll just have to <laughs> scrounge one up. Oh man. My bad. Um. Man, did we get off the? Can't subject. have any fun.
0: <laughs> I think this is one of my favorite photos that you've taken. Oh. So you know, go go back in the gram and and find it because it was it's gorgeous. Oh, thanks. This You're so a great nice. Looking dish.
1: Um, okay, next up we did Osh, which is a thick soup with noodles. This was my favorite, okay, this was my favorite, and this is also um a dish that kind of shows where the Chinese and Mongolian influences come from in Afghan cuisine Because um, of
0: uh remember way- when we used to go to the Mongolian barbecues?
1: Oh, y'all, haven't
0: been in one of those in a long no. time. The idea of going to a buffet right now is just a little little odd.
1: Never again. Our our buffet is going
0: to recover from uh, a post-pandemic world. I I don't know.
1: I don't know. Like at the grocery store, they have like the gross hot deli sections open now. Like it never used to bother me, but now I just can't look at them. The same way. Without thinking (laughs) they're like Petri dishes, swarming full of like germs to catch. Um, let that one sit with you guys. Yeah. Um, Back to the
0: ash soup. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, you, uh, the noodles are handmade. Um, you roll out this sheet of dough, coil it up. roll. You roll it in a coil and then you slice it down, make some noodles. Well,
0: and they're not typically what you might think uh, like noodles. They were almost like little... Little squares or rectangles, kind of. No, they weren't. No, no. I you're wrong, corrected. son. Well, best of all, this uh, this didn't have any COVID in it, so <laughs> from the from the buffet, so win win. Oh. All right, and then uh, lastly, we made a turmeric and yogurt braised chicken, and uh, this was delicious too. It was a like kind of a similar preparation or similar ingredients to that lamb kebab dish uh-huh. that we made,
1: but we didn't use the pressure cooker. And we brown the chicken beforehand and then it was set on top of the uh split peas and onions to to finish cooking.
0: It's interesting how we've done several dishes from books where um meats are not browned before being added to it's usually like a it'll be like a soup or a mm-hmm. stew or something. So 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 it's more like I guess you'd be like kind of poaching. Mm -hmm. the protein um and i and i think that's just so
1: brazen or unusual for like
0: western palates because everyone's used to like browning something first or yeah if if, if, if you're gonna if
1: you're gonna like um make a pot roast or something you know you'll always like sear it first mm -hmm. before it goes into your braising liquid yeah um yeah i don't know it's i it's it is kind of like a cultural thing i think because yeah, it's very american to yeah. to do that like
0: got to char some meat got to got to seal in
1: the juices
0: yep so yeah before i throw around a football <laughs> and um, shoot some guns
1: <laughs> so yeah i i like this chicken dish a lot and um that's the thing obviously with you know a lot of there's a lot of um repeating uh spices and like the building blocks of a lot of these recipes are the same you know and they're beautiful and they work and yes
0: um all right well before we share our own rankings uh i found a critical amazon review that i thought would share and this is interesting because it was a german uh Amazon. Would you like me to read
1: the German first? Please. right I was
0: I I included it because I wasn't sure if you still remembered your your German. Uh
1: uh let's see. Nicht gut beschreiben Photos von Gerichten Mangelhaft.
0: Which translates to
1: poor. Not well described photos of dishes inadequate.
0: Inadequate. Interesting. I didn't find the photos inadequate at all. Unless, the unless dis- they're talking about some of the like family photos yeah. or people of Afghanistan photos like scattered Did you just throughout. say
1: Afghanistan? I might have.
0: Sorry. <laughs> slip of the tongue. <laughs> Afghanistan. <laughs> I, I know how to pronounce it. I, I swear. <laughs> Want to jump into our rankings?
1: <laughs> oh, yes.
0: Before I mispronounce some more stuff? <laughs> All right, let's start with food photography and styling. What'd you you give it? You first. No, you.
1: I um, I gave it a four. Okay. Uh, for the photography, it was a mixed bag of like flat lays, forty-five degree angles, um, straight up overheads. Uh, the color palette there was lots of um pinks and. corals and blue hues and i thought the use of color was really great Mm -hmm. because you know there was some food that you know there's food that's i mean it's not brown but you can describe it as brown like i like to use brown food as like an umbrella as like food that's not super stylized or attractive or whatever so you know, when there's food like that, it's put behind these gorgeous colors. Yeah, um, Kind of a distraction. Yeah. That, it, that
0: it's not a very vibrant dish.
1: Yeah. And um, th- all the glassware and the co- the crockery w- was gorgeous. Great use of props. Yes. Um, yeah. All right.
0: Um, I gave it a four as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, many dishes are presented on brightly cover- covered uh, surfaces, whether it's linens or tabletops, often with garnishes and sides, little mm-hmm. bowls on the side. Um, lots of like human hands serving or presenting the food, which really captures this mood of a feast about to yeah. take place and lots of you know sharing. Like and community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I really appreciated that. Um, so, yeah, I gave it a four. All right would you have for design and layout.
1: I gave it a 3. And okay. he, here's one thing that I noticed. This is one of the few cookbooks that we've worked out of that doesn't have like a what you should have in your pantry. Yes. section like here are some tools that will be useful to you.
0: And like, I felt like maybe it wasn't needed because no. most of the ingredients were ones you can find pretty easily with the exception of that, you know, what was it? An orange, lemon, Narange. hybrid? <laughs> yeah, but
1: but I feel like most books, even the most basic, like like American American cuisine books, have one of yeah, those. Yeah, you're right. You're so right. like it was, it was kind of weird to take note of. Like, yeah, whoa, um,
0: interesting observation. Yeah,
1: uh, let's see what else did I have on here. Uh, it's broken down into five sections that kind of move the food through history and its evolution. Chronologically, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and as far as like how the recipes are organized, uh, the recipe pages have um, the Afghani name and then there's a text section underneath there about what it is. Um, do people eat this like in a celebration? Like how it's consumed, mm-hmm. how it came to be um, yeah, and then there, uh, and then on the other side, there is on the other half of the page, there's the recipe and the method. Yeah, so it's fairly straightforward. Um, what did I give it? I gave it a three. Okay.
0: Interesting. I gave it a five. Really? I felt like that is really where this book excelled. Um, as you mentioned, mentioned the chapters are divided chronologically and it starts at the beginning. So it's like the first chapter is called before Parwana. And then it's, uh, there's a chapter called roots and belonging. I think there's only five chapters Mm -hmm. and then there's, uh, the plight of the displaced and then movable feast of culture. So they have these very provocative names. Um, Afghanistan is often referred to as a graveyard of empires for all of the failed attempts at conquest oh. by many foreign powers. And I thought that was really evocative. Mm-hmm. But I think that also influences all of the cuisine in this, in this country. Um, the recipes include some really informative head notes that explain kind of the historical and familial significance of each dish. Um, and then as I mentioned before, it includes not only the native Afghanistan name of the dish, but also the English translation, which obviously is very helpful for, um, when you're browsing through the book, um, minimal ingredients. Um, each chapter also has a few introductory pages outlining the kind of the historical overview of, of different eras. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I
1: didn't mention that, but yeah, I had I mean, it, I, just, I had it written down.
0: I really feel like th- that's where, you know, if, if, if this is another example, we've talked about this before where like, if you want, you know, not only a book of delicious recipes, but like, uh, you know, a lot of texts that you can digest and, and read and, and, and educate yourself. This is a great book mm-hmm. for that. And, and you'll learn a lot. Um, so I I really enjoyed the the layout. I thought it was the recipes themselves were really uh simple and easy to to follow and you know most of them just had like a few steps and yeah. And mm-hmm. that kind of leads into the next uh uh item degree of difficulty. Uh
1: I gave it a 2.5. Okay. Um here's the thing. Uh, I mean See, I don't necessarily agree with you that a lot of the recipes didn't have, um, you know, didn't have a ton of ingredients. I thought there were some recipes that did have quite a few ingredients, but here's the thing. A lot of the ingredients, you know, they keep showing up. They're, you know, they're fairly standard yeah. throughout the book. Um, and there were, the, you know, there are a few that take a bit of time, but... I mean, that's one of those things where you can put it on, walk away from it, and yes. do something else. So Or
0: can be prepped ahead of time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I gave it a two. Okay. Yeah. I didn't think any of the recipes were that difficult. Um, even like the bread recipes were, you know, if, if, if you're just trying to get started in like baking and maybe it's an intimidating, uh, you know, subject for you start with something like this because like most of these like flatbreads and nans and stuff like that were pretty simple to execute and can be done on the same day yeah um i thought i'm gonna stand by my argument that most of the recipes are minimal ingredients if you look through the book like most of them were like six ingredients or less unless it was something where there was another component of it like you have to make this sauce or this relish or you know whatever it is um then there might be, you know, a few extra steps and ingredients involved. But, um, I thought overall pretty minimal, um, ingredients, but we'll see like maximum that. Maximum flavor. Like
1: that Naranj Palau, like that also called, had we made it the way we were supposed to make it and like put the lamb in there, mm-hmm. that's like a whole nother preparation. I will concede so. that.
0: yeah, that was, that was an exception, but, um. I think if someone just wanted to like test a few recipes and 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 have a few things to you know yeah try some new things, you could find plenty within the pages that are not difficult to execute. And um, I think all of the recipes that I remember seeing are on a single page. Okay. So. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I think they are. All right. Uh, taste. What did you give it? I gave it a five. Okay.
0: Um, it was really exhilarating to taste. Some of these unfamiliar dishes that we created ourselves, and I felt like you know, as far as I could tell, we executed them properly with a, you know maybe a few variations, like our dough was thicker and stuff, but um, everything was really flavorful. Um, I enjoyed it. Okay, no complaints. What'd you have? I know you had some some issues with some of the stuff.
1: No, I gave it a four. Okay, um, I didn't love the orange palau. Okay, um, and the the pistachio ice cream was delicious that's that for me that's just like a personal b- texture
0: issue I think with that too like the flavors are kind of I don't know if this is going to make sense They're because they're they're subtle but at the same time kind of bold maybe unusual and so I, I feel like that ice cream is kind of something you would you would just have a small amount of mm-hmm. and be kind of satisfied. I wouldn't sit down and eat like a big giant bowl of this rose pistachio ice cream. Give
1: me a triple scoop. I,
0: yes. I think I would hit my wall long before that. Yeah. And I'd be like, okay, I'm kind of over this. But I really enjoyed mm-hmm. eating it. And we and we had it like, you know, we had enough in the freezer for like several uh, desserts. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I don't know if that made sense at all. But, you know, sure. bold but subtle.
1: All right. Okay, well, if you guys enjoyed the show, please rank and review it. Um, follow us on social media at we underscore cook underscore books. That is our Instagram. And our Facebook is at we cook books.
0: All right. You know what time it is? Joke time. Yes. All right. You ready to laugh? I
1: don't know. I got you a real
0: gut buster here. You didn't make hey, me laugh,
1: laugh this- last week. <laughs> and you had eight chances.
0: I is Give me your worst. I, yeah. Let's do All it. All right, here we go. Uh this one's kind of like sandwich adjacent too. What's the difference between roast beef and pea soup? Anyone can roast beef. Wow. <laughs> See? I got, I got another one if you want to hear it. This is a this is a good sandwich joke. Uh you hear about this new uh Indian sandwich? I got it at the New Delhi. <laughs> Two for one.
1: (laughs) All right. right. Uh, You you did it. Yep. All right. Okay, everyone. Mission accomplished. Yeah. We hope you have a great rest of the week. Stay hungry. Take care. Bye.